I hope this is one of your favorites. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Stafford. Joe Stafford. <laughs> What up, Joe? It's Willie McGinnis, three-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots, and I know about the Stafford and Matthews podcast and how hard you grind and work, and you're seeing the fruits of your labor. Oh my god, Jimmy the roommate killed that beat. Regardless, welcome back, Stafford and Matthews, season two, episode five. And yeah, I knew the episode number this time. And I definitely didn't look it up just before I hit record. I promise. As always, your host, Joe Stafford, Chris Matthews, former Seahawk and Raven, and intern Kef back in the back on the mic here. How's the week going, guys? Amazing. I'm doing great, man. Uh working out, staying in shape, staying, you know, always looking good. It's constant grind. Constant grind. Okay, we talk about a couple things with Chris personally before we get into some football. We have we have three things you want to go over here. Number one, how much money did you lose betting on Deontay Wilder? <laughs> how like I, I gotta ask because hey. if you guys follow Chris on Instagram, he literally is posting <laughs> angry drunks uh stories of himself just going on a tear in Vegas. It was the, I wish I had a GoPro camera on you the whole weekend. That would have been the funniest <laughs> thing ever. But Chris, take me through watching that fight, first of all, which is one of the best heavyweight fights of all time. And two, uh, give me through Wilder losing and you losing all that money. I got Yeah, I gotta no, it was, it, was, it was definitely a great fight. At the time, I didn't see it that way because I was so invested in Deontay Wilder. Um, I, I just felt like I had all the confidence in the world that he would actually get a knockout and he would stay down like that's what I was uh, hoping for when I seen him coming in a little bit heavier than usual. But, you know, um, like the old saying goes, you know, hard work beats talent any day. And that's literally what Fury did. So it was a great it was a great it was a great fight. Hindsight, looking at it now, thinking about it, it you know, <clears throat> everything that was going on. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I lost a slight thousand, just a slight thousand. More than I got in my bank account. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Just that's crazy. But it still hurt me, though. I was still like, I can't believe this. Because the payout was going to be ridiculous if Wilder had a one. I feel like it was like a personal thing, too. <laughs> like, I feel <laughs> like you were invested that. in Wilder. Well, no, because you, you told I'm me. I'm a huge fan of Wilder. I am. I am a huge fan of Wilder. When I seen him, my first fight, first heavyweight fight of actually being there, it was amazing. I watched this dude uh, come out to D smoke. He, he was representing and I'm like, Oh yeah, he got my vote. You know, he was athletic. He was tall. You know what I'm saying? He had me thinking like I can go out there. I started thinking about doing jujitsu until I started watching him getting his butt whooped in just regular <laughs> boxing. So I'm like, Oh, hell no. Like I'm good. <laughs> 
No, no. The reason I say personal investment is because you told me while we were down at the Cape before, you've been to all three fights. You have a personal stake in it. You were a fan of Wilder before the fights happened. So you have all three fights. I'm assuming you bet before in the fights. And so now the trilogy's ending. One of the best heavyweights against one of the best heavyweights. Just two behemoth people just yes. going at it in a ring for 12 rounds. Yes. Uh, and I'm sure it was amazing to see. And, and I watched the, uh, the, the, uh, the match. I unfortunately didn't purchase pay-per-view. I did maybe uh, stream it on, on, on crack streams. Oh, maybe, Lord. maybe, oh, uh, can I get arrested for that for saying that on air? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know if that's a thing. I don't know. It wasn't Chris Matthews though. You know any good lawyers, Chris? I might need one. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, watching that fight just start to finish. Unbelievable. Five knockdowns. Um, finish yeah. obviously an unbelievable KO where he literally yeah. couldn't get up anymore. Um, but both guys put their body in the line. I think either guy could have died very easily at any point during that fight. When you have people that are six, seven, 300 pounds athletically and just going at you at your skull, at your head, at your ribs, at your heart and everything, it's people don't realize how easy it is to take one bad shot and just die. Yeah. And so I want, first of all, I want to commend uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder for one of the best fights I've ever seen in my life. Uh, that was awesome. And then having, having Tyson Fury sing like a Johnny Cash song right after to the car. Oh, I, I left. Like that's the, first of all, weird. <laughs> I left. I was like, no, I'm not about to listen to this. It's just weird. One. And two, how do you have the stamina for that? After he sang the song and went back to the locker room, he went to Steve Aoki's concert, like down the street and was just like, took his shirt off, started going wild with the crowd. Like you just got your ass beat for 11 rounds. Why aren't you in a bathtub right now? You know what I mean? Like, how do you have the stamina? It looks like he trained He trained a little bit harder than the other. That's what it looked like to me. I guess so. And that is crazy. All right. Second piece of business. If you guys didn't see, if you guys don't follow Chris on Instagram, follow him at CMAT13 on Instagram. He posted a story today where he was interviewed on Seahawks.com. It was a podcast by former running back Robert Turbin. Uh, and it was an unbelievable interview. I highly suggest you guys watch that on Seahawks.com. It should be under their podcast section. Chris is now officially a Seahawks legend. Like highlighted, that's how he's classified now by the uh, by the Instagram, which is kind of sick. Um, but Chris, walk us through that interview and how Robert hit you up and everything, and uh, how it went. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, first of all, congratulations, I guess. You're, yeah, you're, I, you're I, one I, of many. I appreciate uh, it. This is this is news. This is news to me that what you what you're telling <laughs> me even about the Seahawks Legends uh, uh, label. So um, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it if that's what they want to give me. I'll take it. Yeah. Show up, you know. I want to let the flag up. That's what I want to do. I want to go out there, put my jersey on, and let the flag up. I want to hype the crowd up. But no, I mean, you know, Robert Turbin, you know, my guy. You know, we we played together uh, for a couple of years, and um, you know, he hit me up out of the, you know, on through DM, and he asked, you know, if I could join his podcast with, you know, which. You know, me being well, we're a year, a year, a couple months in now. I knew, I knew, I knew how it felt to start off a whole new podcast and not knowing what to do or who to bring in or what to do. So I was like, for sure, you know, it's my guy. I'll definitely help you. Uh, I'll hop on there as soon as possible. So we ended up getting on there. We had a great, great in-depth conversation. He's very, uh, <clears throat> very meticulous. Uh, when it comes to uh, certain information, like he was bringing up a lot of things that a lot of people don't really know about me unless you uh, are really invested into me. So uh, just for the fact that he had that information uh, lets me know that he's on the right track of being, uh, you know, of, of, of having a good 
podcast series over there. And uh, it just, it, it, it went well, it flowed well. Um, he asked a bunch of great questions. Um, I revealed some, some information that probably a lot of people don't know. Um, probably would think was, is a bit crazy, <laughs> right? And oh, in overall, it's it's uh, it's a good listen. So I, I I suggest you guys go out there to Seahawks.com and and check them out. And also, shoot, tell some more people about us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> our, our our should be right next to it. I feel like if I'm in there, they should put my pod, our podcast right next to it. And, and not and a bad idea. Double size both of us. Let's let's talk to Seahawks uh, Seahawks Inc. Let's get let's get something yeah. going with them. But yeah, um, that is really cool. Sure. Uh, fun fact of the day, Chris Matthews was in fact stabbed. Like that's kind of crazy. Like I had no idea. That's, that's just a wild side. And Chris talks about that in the, in the podcast as well. So if you want to hear about how Chris got stabbed in a bar and then walked to the hospital, you can go right ahead. Um, okay. So NFL, we had a crazy story come out this week and, and it's a very sensitive topic. A lot of a lot of bad things were said by a very respected NFL head coach or formerly respected, I should say, head coach, uh, John Gruden. And I want to go into the timeline here and talk about why it's important and talk about how he is now no longer part of NFL standards in any form of the word. He's no longer a coach, no longer in the ring of honor, which we'll talk about a little bit as well. And it's just completely isolated himself from football period. He's never going to get another commentary job, another head coaching job, maybe even be a scout. Like he is off the board now. We'll get into why right now. So basically, make sure the dates here. Five days ago, it came out that John Gruden sent an email uh, to an unnamed person that used a racist trope to describe uh, Demora Smith, who was an NFL PA executive director at the time. It was in 2011. Um, and, and the quote reads, and apologize if you guys find this offensive, but I just forward to get the actual quote down. Uh, he says, Demora Smith, making a mockery of Demora Smith's name, has lips the size of Michelin tires. Um, obviously racial. Um, and that's a big reason why, because I didn't know Demar Smith is black. Um, and so obviously targeting that specific part of the body is synonymous historically with racist, uh, action and commenting. Um, so already strike one, two, maybe even three, like that's already a really, really bad look, right? Five days ago, when this broke out, I'm thinking he's going to get in a lot of trouble for this. I didn't think it would go past maybe like a one-game suspension and a fine, like a personal fine from the league for conduct violation. That's what I thought it would be, especially considering the timing of it was 10 years previous, different world, different time. Not that it excuses it, but that's what I was expecting the league to do about it, right? Mm -hmm. And then a couple days ago on Sunday, let's go back to three days ago, make sure the timeline's correct. Three days ago, two days after that initial news broke, it was found that it was flagged by the NFL with other vulgar criticisms of commissioner Roger Goodell for that part specifically. I don't really blame the guy because everyone hates Roger Goodell and everybody talks shit about Roger Goodell, no matter what coach you are with GM, people are talking shit about Roger Goodell constantly. So my initial reaction three days ago, okay, that's not a big deal. Adding on to give maybe another game of suspension or another fine or whatever. Like that's, that's, that was, that was like a no go, no worry. Some situation. The following day, I think it was around 8, 8.30 at night, something like that. It was a Sunday. It was on Sunday or Monday. John Gruden has resigned as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. And that was the huge breaking news. Like everyone's freaking out. Oh my God, he resigned because of that one comment about Demora Smith or about the comment about Roger Goodell. People are like, what the heck's going on here? I thought it would be a one-game suspension. Fine, whatever. But to resign as head coach, that's a very drastic step. And people didn't realize what was going to happen within literally a half hour. Like literally a half hour later, the, the, the hammer just dropped. 
and he he had it, it was found that he there was first of all emails first of all how dumb did it be to email a bunch of racial uh, homophobic slurs and emails no matter who you're sending it to that stuff always exists like why are you sending that over an email if you feel that way that's wrong to feel that way period but if you feel that way be smart about it and say it in person like i don't understand how dumb you have to be to send it an email where everyone can see it and the nfl owns the in the, the ip address like what the hell are you doing uh, but regardless doesn't really excuse your behavior it came out that he called michael sam um the f word the gay slur f word i won't say it on here because i don't want to get canceled obviously but you guys know what that word is um also called uh roger goodell the f word and called him a uh basically a pussy doesn't support football which also i kind of agree with but we won't get into that one is actually a serious discussion um obviously the michael sam comments the really really big one and they also talked about a lot more about how he was um disappointed the league for almost forcing Jeff Fish and the Rams to select Michael Sam at the end of the seventh round there um, just because of his sexual orientation. And again, that's a big no, that's a big taboo. And eventually all this culminated into him being essentially forced out of the job before he was fired. That's basically what he did by resigning. And people didn't really know that at first, but then the news came out again 30 minutes later and people realized, holy God, he is in a lot of shit. And they were correct because this is a deep, deep hole John Gruden's dug himself. And I don't think he realized that at the time when he said it, that was in 2014, the latest comment, but eventually comes to bite you in the ass. Um, and that's exactly what happened to John Gruden. Uh, and it's a very specific case too, considering he has the only active NFL open gay player and Carl Nassif on his roster. Right. That was right. not going to go well regardless. And, and Carl Nassif actually took the day off. He got, was granted a day off, personal day to kind of digest the situation and kind of figure out where his head is at after this news broke, playing for a guy that doesn't really support you and everything like that. Um, that's pretty much the situation summarized. Chris, I would love your thoughts on this topic and, and, and why it's so significant. Uh, well, first off, I feel like people should have been listening this whole time. Uh, a guy who is an LA, who is an LA legend, even California legend, uh, Keyshawn Johnson has been talking about this for the longest. I mean, honestly, I think the word, uh, uh, the term diva receiver was like uh, personified through his his actions in the NFL. And all this whole time, he's only been speaking the truth. Um, he's been saying this for the, for the longest. If you go back and you listen to anything that he's been uh anything uh all the podcasts all the uh, uh uh shows that he's been on he's been speaking this for the longest and i remember this because he used to come back to dorsey and we used to ask questions about all of these things and he would tell us all the time who people who he would like who he didn't like we we when you go to Dorsey, like you, you, you create a close bond. So we're able to have conversations that a lot of people aren't able to have. So we were hearing things like that, but didn't nobody care. It was, it was like, you know, we were, we were young. It was like, yeah, well, I just won't, that, that won't be my coach. That's what we used to say. So um, yeah, but overall, I just feel like it is extremely insensitive Um it's extremely hurtful and crazy for something like this to continue to go on from a guy who who is the head coach for a team who's predominantly black. Like you built your career on these guys' backs who's predominantly has been black throughout his whole career. All of his 
a lot of his legends that he's done produced and has done put into the Hall of Fame have been black. You know what I'm saying? Like these are guys who's been helped you uh, transcend your career to where it, you know where it was. You know I can't say where it is now, but where it was uh, for you to be able to be the first coach to have a hundred million dollar contract over ten years. Like that that was an uh, that's a feat in itself. You have all these things going for you, and you're talking about we're not even talking about like. 1999 or 2000 we're literally talking about 2014 like that was a couple years ago you know what i'm saying like for him to be for him to excuse me for him to be talking like this it just doesn't make sense um i feel like by all means they did everything they were supposed to do um, get get it out of there. I mean, you talk about Donald, Donald Sterling, somebody else who was caught um, talking ill about uh, his players, and to and I and I want to make I, I want I really want this to to set it to to be set. I mean, said and understood. I don't think I don't want I don't want people to under to think that this is just uh, uh, that this is just about black folks because i know that there's i know that there's going to be a lot of people out there that's like oh man the blacks are you know like no 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 like honestly nobody should be talked about in the way that he talks about i mean he's talked about these people you know what i'm saying and he's joking and he's telling jokes about people who's not even his friends like it'd be different if it was his friends you know what I'm saying? He's talking to his friends or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't condone you uh, sending out the emails and talking that way. Like, uh, yeah, that's still wrong. But if, if it's directed towards your friends, like face to face, we're in a conversation together, boom, like that's you guys' business. I'm not trying to find, I'm not trying to snoop around and do anything like that. But when you're sending emails, you work for ESPN, which ESPN has always been, uh, on the on the on the rocks about racially charged uh, uh, instances 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 that go on in the NFL and in the world, and now you're adding more fuel to the fire and proving why people say what they say about ESPN. And now this comes around, and you're doing you're like it's it's a mess. It's a mess. And for you to be talking about a guy who's only been trying to help, honestly help you got uh help the coaches out when we're talking about the the uh uh nfl pa like a lot of people don't understand that the nfl pa is the union for all of the nfl players they help us with our money they help us figure things out if we need helps in certain areas like this guy has been he has been there through it all i've watched i've literally i've literally watched him come in at five in the morning just like everybody else and sit there until practice and i mean until practice and film and everything was over with to sit down and have a conversation with anybody who wanted to have a conversation with him you know what i'm saying like it didn't matter if it was a, if, if it was something minute where it was like okay all right i heard you get on to where it's more pressing matters about the colin kaepernick uh, taking the knee or the CBA lockouts. Like this guy is extremely intelligent and he's only been trying to help out the, 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 the players and also the coaches because he has ties through both, through both, uh, through both avenues. And so I don't understand where, it, I don't know, Joe, it's, 
my thoughts aren't fully there yet um because it's still been weighing on me and i'm not, and i'm out of the game but it's still been weighing on me because it's so much more than just black people it's like you shouldn't be talking about this about anybody shouldn't be talking about nobody's race shouldn't be talking about nobody's sexuality you shouldn't be talking about nobody's uh, uh religion nothing tall short None of that. Like we're out here to play a game. You you tell us to come in the building and be and act professional. That's not acting professional, even though you wasn't a coach, right? But you still you're still hanging on to NFL players. You're doing TV shows where you're interviewing co- uh, quarterbacks and stuff like that before the before the before the draft, which I like. I love that. And he seemed like he was a hard ass then, but I I, I love that. But there is a line that you can't cross, that you can't cross, and he crossed that line. Most definitely. And that was, I think that's a very apt analysis right there. And I think it's, it's going to be different perspectives regardless from both of us, one being in the league, one not being in the league and all that stuff like that. Um, so my contention, if I didn't make it clear before, <coughs> uh, I wanted to give you the timeline before I give you like my full like take on it. Um, I'm a firm believer in the first amendment. You can feel, think, say whatever the heck you want, right? Whether it's appropriate is a whole different issue. That's where I want to draw the line here. I I'm a big first amendment guy. I love when people say what they feel and everything. This is completely different. And for people that are defending it, this is a complete different scenario. I'm not saying he can't think that way or say those things. It's about, first of all, workplace candor and being a decent human being. Like that's what it comes down to. Just because you're allowed to do something doesn't mean you should do it. That's my main concern with the whole defend the constitution that's going to come out inevitably from right-wing people. That's what I hate. That's what I don't support. Mm -hmm. John Gruden went on a Raiders slash Bucks slash whatever team was working for at the time email address and sent out offensive, insensitive, and really horrendous things about black people, about gay people, about his commissioner, and about a whole other slew of stuff. That's unacceptable. And that's where the line is crossed right there. That's it. There's no wiggle room. That's, that's point blank period. If you commit these actions, then you should be out of a job. And that, that's exactly Absolutely. what happened. That's just Absolutely. point blank period. That, that, that's what happens when you do these kind of things. When you, first of all, you're at work. You're at yep. work. It's not your personal email. It's not like you're texting your buddies in a group chat when you're 14 years old. You are a grown man talking about other grown men talking about their race and sexual orientation. How in the world did you think, first of all, you get away with it? And second of all, is that even right to condone? It, it boggles my mind how some people think. And first of all, how stupid people are. It boggles my mind. It really he was calling, he, and he's calling, he's calling people stupid and you're literally in trouble for something stupid. Dude's so, a moron. It's like, like, where do you get the audacity? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like who leaves the work? Uh, 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 Trump, Hillary Clinton, all of these people who are politicians who are running for presidency are being caught through their emails. You don't think that a a, a coach <laughs> in Las Vegas, California, wouldn't get caught? Yeah, it's 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 crazy to me that he wouldn't think he'd get caught. It's it's crazy. On, so on to the on to the second part of it, if that's okay. The second part of it that came out, I think today or yesterday, was that John Gruden is now being basically cut or released from the Ring of Honor for the Buccaneers, who brought them mm-hmm. their first championship in in franchise history. 
Um, and here are my thoughts on it. John Gruden, horrible things. Did awful, awful, terrible things. He also did phenomenal things for that organization. This is not excusing his actions, but I think it's a little bit, first of all, premature. And I think it's a knee-jerk reaction to the comments. Even though the comments were horrible and what he did was horrible and doing it, it's unprofessional and, and unethical and all that stuff that goes along with it. But I think it's a knee-jerk reaction that probably should have been reviewed because it's a pretty big step considering what he did for your organization and everything like that. And so I think by throwing him out of the ring of honor, you're not, first of all, going to erase history because you already know what he did. Everyone knows John Gruden made the Buccaneers a Super Bowl champion. Like everyone knows that. So that's where it gets kind of confusing. Like what, what is the point of doing that if everyone already recognizes him as one of the, your greatest coaches? He, in, in every Bucks fan's mind, like true Bucks fan's mind, he's still the greatest coach I've ever had. And so when it comes to Ring of Honor stuff, that just seems like a knee-jerk reaction thing that isn't really of any significance. And I, I don't, I'm in the minority. I know I understand that, but I do seems like it, it seems insignificant to me and kind of a knee jerk reaction to, to make that call right away. I, I feel like it needs to be done. If you're, if, 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 if this is, if this is uh, the, the bar on how to handle things and it's about taking people up out of there, then take them up out of there. I don't care if it happened five years ago, 10 years ago, how much, how much he's done. Obviously, obviously he's been doing a, a bunch of things to help out the NFL and help out uh, uh, media outlets and still behind doors. He's still talking bad about everybody who he's been working, working with. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm, especially if I'm the guy who's head of the ring of honor and you're talking about somebody who's my probably could be my close friend, you know what I'm saying? Or it could be my neighbor who kids hang out with my kids and you're disrespecting this family over here. Yeah, get them out of here. And the reason why I say that this is probably the bar because you got to look. You got to look at a bunch of other places. Look at the MLB. Look at how many people in the, in the MLB uh, players in the MLB is banned for life because of steroids. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a bar for it. Look at college. Reggie Bush taking him. They trying to take his uh, his his uh his Heisman Trophy away. Like all like. That's the that's the bar. So if that's the bar, he has to go down with it. I don't care how much good he's done did. If everybody else has to go, he has to go too. If I'm that, I guess, commissioner of the Ring of Honor, I don't know what vernaculars use for the, the head of it, but whatever, the head of the Ring of Honor, right? If I'm him and this happens, of course, I'm distancing myself. I'm not inviting him back for any ceremonies I'm, for at least five to 10 years and everything like that. But I'm not, I, I'm not, right after this all happens, completely shutting the door on any kind of further media communication, like events, anything like that. I just think that's premature. I really do think it's premature. And Why? I know because there still has to be a whole investigation into the entire incident itself, just because you found the stuff and it's incriminating, obviously, but it also needs, there needs to be context. There needs to be a lot of other stuff. This is not excusing John Gruden's actions, but until a full investigation is done, that shows the entire span in the entire um, spectrum of the situation until everything calms down, then you make a calculated logical conversation, not based off knee jerk emotional reaction. That's where I have the issue with it. If after this all settles down, the investigation's done everything like that. And you still want to kick them out, go ahead, be my guest. But I think it's a little bit knee jerk reaction based, a little bit premature to do for the ring of honor as of right now. 
That's just my thought on it. And we can disagree on that. And that's obviously a minority yeah, opinion. And everything yeah, we're like going to have to. And, and that's yeah. fine. We, we, and we don't have to talk about it a lot anyway. And like I said, before everybody comes after me for the millionth time the show, I'm not excusing John Gruden's actions. I basically dissed him for a half hour already. I'm just talking about the Ring of Honor specifically. Right, that's right, 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 right. Before we get that twisted and everything, like before right. I seem like an asshole, like let's make sure everyone knows where I'm at. Okay, on a happy, actually, you know what? One more sad thing, and one more kind of messed up thing. Uh, Dan Snyder has just been cited by the NFL for trying to pay off women, former employees of the Washington football team slash Redskins at the time that were victims of sexual misconduct, which includes harassment and assault and trying to hide it from the league. Um, sell the team already. Like, please just sell the team. You're the one of the worst owners I've ever seen in NFL history. You're covering everything up. You sexually harassed your secretary, some of your female trainers. You had the whole Redskins names incident and changed it right away. They didn't even give a goddamn name to your football team. Um, you're paying women off to stop, um, to stop allegations against your coaching staff. Like, what about your operation is good? You haven't won in 30 fucking years. Joe Gibbs, who is like, how old is Joe? Is Joe Gibbs dead? He might be dead. I, I think so. Kev, is Joe Gibbs dead? Uh... Uh, no, he's not. How old is he? 80. Joe Gibbs is 80. The last time he won a championship was with Joe fucking Gibbs. You are not a functional organization. You ever have been as long as you've owned the team. You've never had a good coaching staff. And now you have all of this terrible allegation stuff. Sell the goddamn team. No one in the building likes you. All of the minority owners tried to kick you out. No one wants you there. Sell the team. I'm keeping it short and sweet. Sell the team. Bottom line, get out of NFL circles. You don't belong here. You know, you know, it's something that I've been thinking about for a, for a while. Um, I was thinking about owners and them owning the team in the years that they've put in. I feel like there should be a cap on ownership. I feel like mm. the way the way to actually like genuinely get new blood, get new. Um, uh, 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 thoughts and ideas going that's honestly that can help that can honestly help the NFL in so many ways and you know maybe there might not be so many great you know uh, ideas that come out of this situation but just I'm just spitballing right here is I think that ownership should be a should be a time period like after a certain while you have to be able to sell your team and move on or move somewhere else inside of, you know, whatever the team um, business that you want to be in and move on to that situation. But actually being the owner and being able to make moves and do certain things, I think that should be um, allocated out in different ways besides just being able to hold it for millions, I mean, for thousands of years, I mean, hundreds of years because it's staying in your family. So if we're talking about politicians, yeah, I love that idea. Talking about NFL ownership, I don't love that idea. And there's a couple of reasons why. First reason, look at the LA Chargers, right? The Spanos families own that team as long as they've not been born. Um, right. and, it's, and it's their only way of income. They don't have other ventures. They don't have other businesses. A lot of owners are not in that category. Jerry Jones is a businessman, right? He has thousands of businesses working for him. He's making money off the Cowboys. If he sell the Cowboys right now, he'd be fine. He wouldn't have to worry about it, right? If you if you took away every cent of the sale from the Cowboys, you just didn't own anymore, he'd still be a billionaire, right? He'd still be on that pedestal. Same thing with Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft has a ton of money outside of football. 
when you look at the minority owners like the Spanos, whose actual livelihood is the Chargers, that's not going to change anything. It's really just going to like rob them of their ability to make money. Like that sticks. And so that, that's, that's one thing. And two, if they're a good ownership, if they're a good family and they're a good like structural place in the NFL, they shouldn't have to lose their job because people are, aren't good at theirs. That, that's where I have. How do we know issue. that? How do you even vet that? Obviously, how do you, how, not, how do you vet I, they're a good owner? No, that they're a good family. Like you said, that they're a great oh, family. Oh. They do this, they do that. Well, I mean, like, I how was do referring you vet to, that? There's no way for you to get that. Well, I'm referring to more like, like personally, right? The, the, the Kraft family, right? Robert Kraft, one of the best owners in recent memory, right? Like he's brought the team up from, from, from the shitter, has been great in the community. He's done a lot, built a new stadium, all that kind of stuff. And he's been a structural foundation for the NFL, period. Like you can't argue, you mean hate the Patriots, but Robert Kraft's done a lot of great for the NFL. Absolutely. Look at his son, right? Jonathan Kraft. He's not, he's, he's, Jonathan Kraft's basically the acting owner of the Patriots right now. Robert Kraft's just a face now. Like he's too mm-hmm. old to do anything. He's just mm-hmm. sitting back, smiling, having a good time. Right. Jonathan Kraft has been trained by his father to be a good businessman, to be a responsible, ethical guy, like stuff like that. That's how I gouge the whole quote unquote good family thing. Obviously, every son won't be like Robert Kraft's son. And there's be a, there'll be a, some bad apples in there and everything. Absolutely. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still, the team is still their intellectual property. Like it's, it's hard for someone to come in after you spent millions or billions on an NFL franchise. And let's say after 15 years, sorry, you can't own the team anymore. You have to sell it. I don't, I, I don't like that idea at all. That's just. Whoa. Me. Okay. Uh, Kev, how much is the NFL worth? Like just this in whole entirety. How much is the NFL worth? I think it's by individual franchise. I don't know the Cowboys are like two billion. Okay, so let's just say at least the the lowest the 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 lowest family on a totem pole is making millions of dollars. They're multimillionaires. This is your only your only stream of revenue. First off, I want to say I feel sorry for you that you didn't want to go out there and figure out other revenues to bring in more money that you already have, that you can use to leverage, to use, to make more money. So I honestly, I don't believe that, that this is their only stream of revenue because there's no way that you do something like that. I, I don't see nobody, no smart businessman in their right mind to just only be relying on one stream of revenue. So that for sure, I don't believe that at all. So yeah, I'm still for bringing in, even if you're you're good, you're great, whatever it is, man, however much you did, put them in the ring of honor. Create create a, a specific group just for them. I don't know, whatever it needs to be to where they're honored and 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 uh congratulated in its right entirety and, and in its right realm. But overall, I feel like give somebody else a shot. Let's see what they let's see what somebody else does. I mean, there's a bunch of people out here in this world who are multi-millionaires, billionaires who probably have great ideas to go on and make something different about. I mean, make make ideas, uh, make new ideas with football teams or basketball teams or whatever it is. Like think about if Jeff Bezos was was the owner of the Washington Redskins or Elon Musk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just spitballing here, but like, what if everybody for the, uh, for the, for the, for the Washington Red, I mean, for the Washington football team ended up with Teslas 
You know what I'm saying? Or like their roofs had Tesla roofs now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I'm 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 trying to make jokes of that, but uh it would it would be something to see. Like, I think that there's a bunch of people out here that can make um great decisions on uh certain organizations that could break bring up the NFL, like bring in new blood. We're always talking about the NFL is so old and so washed up, they're always stuck in their ways, like. If you want new things to come out, you can't expect an old dog to do new tricks. So bring in some new dogs. Not the worst counter argument I've heard to that. Not the worst counter argument, but I'm I'm still firm in my position. I don't I don't I'm not I hear you. I hear you. The Bills, uh, by the way, are the least valued franchise at two point two billion. Yes. So like so. It's, <laughs> all right. It's a lot you, of money. Two point two billion. Yeah. A lot if, of money. If this is if this is all your your last uh, stream of revenue, two point two billion has a couple generations of your yeah. family going. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um. Let's get to the actual football stuff that happened in week five. Russell Wilson broke his hand and it looked gross. It was disgusting. And I will say, and before people get on me like, oh, the Seahawks lost, Russell Wilson was about to win that game. Like oh, they, were, they, they were in control of that game. They could yeah. have easily won that football game. So don't go at me saying the Rams won. Like, yeah, I can read. I know the Rams won. I watched the football game. But Russell Wilson was out. Geno Smith, on the other hand, actually led a pretty goddamn good drive, 98 yards. I'm I was going to say, saying, if it wasn't for that, for, that, uh, for that pass in the finish that they didn't call and it ended up being a pick, they probably still would have been in that game and won. I'm just saying. And so they end up losing 26 to 17. Russell Wilson, they're, they're prepared to lose for four to six weeks, maybe even eight weeks. It's mm-hmm. not a good look, right? That's not mm-hmm. a, a good scenario for the Seattle Seahawks. They're two and three. They need to make a playoff push. And so mm-hmm. what are they going to do about that? So you could go with Geno Smith, but there was a report that they worked out none other than Blake Bortles, the boat. First of all, a quarterback battle between Blake Bortles and Geno Smith is the stuff that I live for. That's the the funniest quarterback battle of all time. Geno Smith versus Blake Bortles. God, I cannot wait to see the practice practice videos of that. Oh, Um, but Seattle might be done. Like I might have to cross them off my playoff list. Two and three. <laughs> you have Geno, you have, and unless I don't see it in Geno Smith, an actual good quarterback now after being a backup for five years, like more power to you. I'd be wrong. I'd be happy to be wrong, mm-hmm. but I think Seattle might be done for the year. Uh, I would say it's going to be hard for him. It's going to be a hard year yeah. for him if, if, um, uh, if if sheer luck isn't in their cards, you know what I'm saying. Uh, but more power to you. I, anything can happen on, on on Sunday, so keep on working and trying. And Russ, feel better. Absolutely, Russ, feel better. And I feel and and I and that that fear that you're talking about, Russ. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever been to South Central California, but <laughs> some people there might be some places that they put some fear in your heart. But I still feel you though. You can't have any fear out here. Not to be selfish, but Russell Wilson's out for a couple of weeks. Put the puzzle pieces together. You never know what happens. <laughs> I'm just saying, you never know what happens. So keep an you eye. Never on know. It. Keep an eye Why on. Why not? It. Full uh, pressure. Exactly. So, Chris, the Jets lost. Any comment on that? or Joe, I told you. 
anything can happen on a Sunday. And the fact that they went to London, if you and play lost. it back, if you play back, if you if you guys that's listening or if you guys is watching, go to the last episode. I said this is a toss-up game because anything can go. It's just going to be either going to be out of their element. Both teams are going to be out of their element. And we don't know who's going to end up winning this game. But I just went ahead and I picked a random team. Like, all right, man, let's go. Jets. Because I was under the assumption that we were still trying to win these jobs for the Jets and change the whole organization. But no, Joe wants to go against them. He wants to pick the Falcons. And I'm like, all right, man, cool. You go ahead. So really what it is, he's talking about me edging our, our, our picks when this is really Joe over here doing it to me. Because we were supposed to be on the same team. Now we're not. Now you're over here. You're picking the opposite teams that I'm that I'm picking on that we've been talking about behind stage. Chris, just a quick question for you. At Kentucky, did you major or minor in bullshit? Both. Both. Okay, cool. No, cool. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. making both, sure. Both, both. <laughs> that was the most drawn out, ridiculous explanation for picking the New York Jets in a football game. It's oh not. my god. It's not. I, they had a chance, did they not? No, it's not the reason. That, no, it's you like going through that, that whole avenue. It just, I don't know. Oh my god! Did they have you, a chance? You, yes you or spend no? five That's minutes explaining. Did they have you, a chance? Yeah, they have a chance. You spend all right. You spend right. five minutes explaining how it's my fault that you picked the Jets. That's it, what no, I said. It's your fault for edging, and you was blaming edging. that on me. Hedging a bet. Hedging a bet. H. Hedging, edging, getting next to or getting over, either one of those. You was doing that and you was trying to put that on me. What is this show? Like what 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 is this show? Oh my god. Okay. Well, Falcons won if you guys didn't know. Uh <laughs> I'm starting a hashtag. Hashtag Zach Wilson still a virgin. I want to put some merch out for that. Oh lord. The BYU oh, yeah. baller himself. Hey. All he needs to do is hit up one of those uh, uh, strip clubs out there to change his life. You never know. He's a girlfriend, though. He's a girlfriend. I, that's the reason why. Hey, hey, good Catholic girl. Good Catholic girl. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Love it. Um, okay. The Vikings and the Lions played a football game on Sunday. And, yeah, Kirk Cousins won on a last-second field goal. And people are like, oh, Kirk's doing so well. He's doing great. It's the Lions, and you were losing with, like, five seconds left. You just don't stop, Joe. He's done answered every every question. I feel like I feel like Kirk Cousins has been listening to our show ever since we've been talking about him. Because every time you say something about him, he turns around and he does exactly what you've been asking for. Before you wanted him to have better uh, better stats, he started coming out with better stats. Then you wanted him to manage the game better. Then you started manage the game better. Then. You sat there and it was like, to be a great quarterback, you have to will your team to a win. I he literally voice. willed his team to a win, and now he still, still can't get no love from Joe Stafford. I, I, hey, listen, I'd be pressed. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if Kirk Cousins don't come out with a shirt with your name on there talking about you and wearing it to the game. Hey, I, I'm self-professed very average. I'm self-professed <laughs> very average. Uh, let, me, let me go through like a nice little, little standardized test with you, Chris. This, this is your grand fitness pacer test for the day. Number one, 
Are the Lions a good football team? Yes or no only? No. Okay. Are the Vikings a good football team? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. So you have one good team and you have one bad team. Mm-hmm. What was the final score of this football game? I don't know. It was what? 19 to 17. So say it again. 1917. Right. So if a good a good team with a good quarterback plays a bad team with a bad quarterback, the score shouldn't be close, at least when you think of it, right? So why were the Lions winning with like five seconds left? If they're a bad team with a bad quarterback playing oh, a good team with a so, good quarterback. So 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 you're saying that nobody in the history of sports has ever played down to their competition. No, that, that, happens, that happens all the time. That happens all the time. I just love when it happens to Kirk Cousins. Tom, Brady, fun Tom Brady for the Patriots has never played a bad game against a bad team. Never. Uh, excluding the Miami Dolphins in Miami. So so now Tom Brady is, at, is having exclusions now, and Kirk Cousins can't <laughs> will a team, I mean, uh, will his team to a win, and he can't get no love either. You Chris, see what I'm saying? You be trying to make me look like, the crazy guy in this situation <laughs> when it's really you. Like, Chris, you're not making any sense. You, you Chris, I can't. Every time we talk about Kirk Cousins Chris, and something great that he does. I can't back down from the position now. I have to just keep running with it. It's impossible. No, to just you just have to admit it. it. No, just admit it. I will never. You can shoot me in the brain before I admit <laughs> Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. You can shoot me in the head. He's not. Stat line from Sunday, 25 of 34, 275, one touchdown, one pick. Yeah, he's a great quarterback, guys, against the goddamn Detroit Lions. Phenomenal. If it was Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and he threw four picks, and then he got him down at the last. Oh, they gave, they, gave, uh, they gave Brady a minute and five left, and he goes down and wheels his team all the way down the field and then kicks his field goal. Oh, Brady, he, he's amazing. He's amazing. He did this. He did that. But let Kirk Cousins come out here and do it. Let Kirk Cousins come out here and throw the ball and to, 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 to a plethora of receivers that he had going on out there and, and get to a, to a, a, a manageable field goal range for the kicker to kick the ball and to win the game and let Kirk Cousins raise his hands up in the air and shaking his, I mean, and, 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 and high-fiving his head coach talking about we did that. Don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. You want to hear a really good stat line? Don't bring up Brady's. 30 of 41, 411 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. That's Tom Brady's stat line against the Miami Dolphins. Boom. That's a good stat line. Uh, I won't actually. I won't. I won't actually like like talk about this game too much because it's just it's just funny to me. Um, but forty five seventeen, the fact that Tom Brady and I'm making this short and sweet. I'm not gonna go on it. Tom Brady's forty four years old and is leading the league in passing. It's just like can we take a moment to just like say wow? Yeah, it's just a bunch of it's a bunch wow. of it's a bunch of legends. A bunch of legends on that team. Just imagine if this team, like the players on it, were five years younger. Hmm. Like, just imagine how crazy that would be. Antonio Brown, who's actually slowly making his way up back to his Steelers form. Like, he's really – he's pushing the edge from where he was with the Steelers. Like, he's really getting back up there in terms of, uh, of, of output for play. Um, but just imagine, like, 2017 Brady with A.B. on the Steelers, like, type style. Mike Evans, like, third or fourth year out of the league. Chris Godwin, like, oh, Gronk, 
from 2016. Just imagine how unbelievable that team would be. And it's already crazy good, but imagine five years before. Oh my Lord. It gives me goosebumps. Um, but yeah, I just want to shut that out because Tom Brady is, 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 is the closest thing that Jesus we have on his earth. Closest thing we have. No, no, um, no, I'm not doing that. Closest thing we have. I'm not saying he's like Jesus. I'm saying he's I'm the closest thing we that. have. I'm saying the yeah, closest no. thing we no, have. No, 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 it's not. The closest thing that we have to Jesus is black Jesus, Michael Jordan. That's the closest thing we have to Jesus. Okay. Um, I'm not, I don't want to get in this conversation. This is, a, this is a huge rabbit hole. I do not want to go down it. I'm serious. I'm making one statement. I don't want you to react at all. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to make one thing clear. I think Tom Brady. like a John Gruden move. I think Tom, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Yeah. I like that. Um, I do think Tom Brady is challenging Michael Jordan for mantle of greatest athlete of all time. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not fighting that. That's the, that's the fact. You know how hard it is. You know how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl. period. The fact that he is able to do it as many times as he's done, done it, whether he cheated or not, I'm not here to argue that he did it though. That is extremely impressive because your team changes every year. I remember, I remember being, you know, with the Baltimore Ravens my first year. And, in, and honestly, every year, it was this one guy who used to always be out there like, man, treat this game like it was the best game on earth because, you know, next year, this, this team won't be the same. <laughs> like he would always say that. And I'm like, how are you pumping anybody up saying this? But it's the <laughs> truth, though. It's the truth, though. No team is going to ever be the same uh, outside of <laughs> – this Patriots team was the first I've ever seen it happen. But, um, I mean, not the Patriots team, this is Broncos team. But, uh, yeah, it's it's an amazing feat. I, 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 would, I would love to see that happen. You know, yeah, honestly, the- just to see something change. It has nothing to do with anything else, but I want to see something change. You know, let, let somebody else hold the rings now. <laughs> you mean the Bucs, not the Broncos, right? Yeah, the, the, the Bucs. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Or I didn't say, or I meant to say. All right, cool, cool. All right. Um, yeah, they, they know, they know. Um, so the one o'clock games this week were wicked spicy. Like, they were crazy. There were a lot of great games on Sunday. I had a really great time doing that. I was actually down the kid with my grandparents and father. Washington for pissed me off. Washington, they, they, they broke my goddamn parlay. I had a 17 parlay, 20 to win $350, and they ruined my parlay. I was pissed. Yeah. Um, but, hey, shake it off next week. Hey, we're, we're even better. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't linger. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the, the crazy thing about the one o'clock games this week, there were a ton of missed field goals and extra points, like a ton in the, in the main culprit of that were the Packers and the Bengals five missed kicks in the game. Five Aaron Rodgers is lucky that he snuck out of Cincinnati. He's he's, he's lucky. He is. He should have lost that game multiple times. That's true. That is true. It's crazy. And, um, Honestly, it was a great game back and forth. I loved watching. It was very, very entertaining after the Patriots game finished. Um, unreal. I love seeing that over and over again. Uh, there's just a back and forth, having to come back from Berkey type thing. Loved that. And then eventually Mason Crosby saved the day after his third missed field goal today, which was crazy, for, especially for him, being as consistent he has for such a long time. Long um, time. It, it was wild to me. But regardless, um, present for Joe Burrow, because he had like a throat like contusion or something like that after he got mm-hmm. rocked. That was a hard hit. And Rogers commented about that after the game. Like, dude, just slide. Like, what are you doing? And I agree. Like, why are you t- – you're tossing your body midair. 
for a third down conversion, you're eight yards away. Like you're not eight feet tall. You're not gonna be able to stretch out and put the ball out. Like, what are you doing? It's just not yeah. smart. Like just, I know you, I know you're like a big, a big attitude guy, big ego, very proud of who you are and everything. Like, like, dude, you're, you're 23, 24 years old. Like don't put your body in the line now. Save right. it. You have a long career ahead. Don't do anything stupid. We don't want to lose you. Like we love right. you. Don't do anything dumb. And I hated seeing that. I was not a fan of that at all. True. Uh, I feel like out of everybody, though, the, the one kicker that that stood out the most to me was um, I believe his name is Pat McAfee for the for the Colts. Is that his name? No, Pat McAfee is a punter. He retired. OK, what was what's the kicker with the glasses? Oh, Rod, uh, Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah, that guy right there the really, really, really uh, got under my skin. Um, they showed clips of the. Uh, they showed clips of him sitting behind um, the water cooler on the ground, like stressed out. Um, that's something that I, I I really didn't want anybody to see, especially kids growing up, because um, the NFL, um, well, damn the NFL, just life period is going to knock you down. There's going to be times where you're not going to be, you're not going to have things going your way. It's not going to feel good. You're going to have all the pressure going against you, but you never get down on yourself where you're uh, visibly showing somebody that you're not right. You're not well. Um, these are times when you're in, when times like these, when you're in the game, you have to be there for your teammates because that can rub off on somebody else that could have rubbed off on uh Carson Wentz you know what I'm saying he's like where's my guy at and he's looking around he's all he sees is your feet behind the water cooler and you tripping you know what I'm saying like that could trigger him that could trigger the offensive line that could trigger somebody else to where the, somebody is playing less than what they're capable of and then maybe a, a, a injury happens things like that happens so I really I really wish that that wasn't shown but I will. I would love for him to, um, whenever he gets a chance, to prove why he should be there and go go for a crazy run. I hope this trigger triggers a crazy run. This is this is probably outlandish for uh, even for him, um, to be honest with you. But something crazy has to go on where he gets his confidence back and he makes a statement to where it's like, okay, that has to be, that has to be, you know, pushed to the side of what he did. Because other than that, I'm always going to look at him as like, oh man, he was that, that guy that was crying behind the water coolers. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's something you, you just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't respect something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you're bro, like, we got you. Also, and it like makes it even worse than nobody on his team was like, Hey man, come on, let's get up. Yeah, it's weird too, because like it's it not, not that this is not to shame mental health or anything like that. Like obviously NFL is a very high pressure situation, and kicker is one of the biggest high pressure positions in all of sports. Like a, you like everything rides on you sometimes. And that's Absolutely. a really crazy exception in a team game. Ride um, on you when you're cold, you're not warmed yep, up. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you probably haven't kicked all game because your because your team has been uh scoring or whatnot. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's a lot, and especially the team game. This is that's a very individual type play. Like, if the whole, there's only, the only thing that can really be bad is the snap or the hold. And if that's all good, it's all on you. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's a very individual, individualistic type view for a team sport. You don't really get a lot at all on the field. So just keep that in mind as well. Uh, but yeah, you're a grown man. And when you're in a locker room full of grown men that are testosterone charged, that are basically going to war every Sunday, it's a respect thing too. So yes. like, he needs to just, he needs to like seriously can reconsider that position and just he basically needs to show his balls next week. Yeah. He really does. He needs to yeah. because if you're not mentally strong, people will eat you alive. Even your own teammates. Remember during Hard Knocks, the Bucks a couple of years ago, uh, Roberto Aguayo um, yeah. was getting shook by his own teammates. I and um, it was literally all in his head. Kickers are such mental people. They're an anomaly. And um, remember that like people will roast you and it's, and mm-hmm. it's only going to get worse for you if you let them show that it's happening and affecting you. So you got to, I didn't actually see that. You're actually telling me this for the first time, but like he might be in some trouble there. Um, yeah, seriously, and I, I and and I hate to see it, but you know, you have hey, it's a lot, man. That was a lot to process to even you know see somebody do that on the football field. Yeah, it's wild. Um, okay. Also, if you guys didn't watch this game, the Cleveland Browns and the LA Chargers gave us one of the best games of the year. Maybe the game of the year. 47-42 is the final score. No. The Chargers. The, you know what the game of the year is. What? <laughs> the Colts versus Bing, uh, uh, Baltimore. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get yeah. To that. Um, so Chargers take on the Browns. And I, I won't talk about too much because if you're reading the stats, you really see the, the game of the story and everything. Herbert was unbelievable. This kid is a stud. It's crazy. Stutterton. Yes, but this is this this is something I want to point out. This is one of the craziest stats I've ever seen in my life. Baker Mayfield, it, this is his third career loss when scoring over forty-two points. That's the most in NFL history, and he's only like four years in. That mm-hmm. is nuts, and that's the most Cleveland Brown stat of all time, too. That is crazy. <laughs> oh my god, it's unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, I I won't get too much in this game. It's self-explanatory. It was a straight-up shootout, and Justin Herbert showed why he should have gone maybe number one overall, maybe third overall, maybe all of the, I'm, I'm telling you right now, like he is clearly a top five quarterback. Absolutely. He's, he's shown it. He, that he gets better every game. And I remember in the beginning of the season, I was even getting on him because I have him on my, on my fantasy roster. And I'm like, bro, you're come on now. Like I believe in you. And now it's every game. It's literally been every game. He's been getting better better and better yep definitely yeah um oh we'll talk about the game of the week here you mentioned it earlier the baltimore ravens versus indianapolis colts ravens storm back from 19 points down um mm-hmm. lamar jackson's the franchise record for the most passing yards in a game in nf in in franchise history that's more than Vinny testaverde mm-hmm. that's more than joe flacco that's more than every great quarterback uh, you've had tom brady's not a baltimore raven <laughs> Give me a break. What are we talking about here? Um, but that's a very impressive stat. And you know what? I don't really come to bat for Lamar too much during the playoff season, everything like that. I'm a big believer in his regular season game, but I will say not bad for a running back. That is awesome. Stick it to him. I want to see this plastered everywhere on his Instagram, on his Twitter, on it, on his huddle, on everything. I want to see him rip people apart because <laughs> I love nothing more than to see someone who basically is told you're not good at this. You're a gimmick player, ETC, all that kind of criticism Lamar Jackson gets as mm-hmm. a running quarterback, right? 
just mm-hmm. to spit in their face, lead a comeback from 19 points down to throw 442 passing yards. That is awesome. Good for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. And four touchdowns. There were times in that fourth quarter where he basically scored all of his uh, scored all of his points. He literally could have ran those ran the ball in every time that they scored. Like you've seen that they, that 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 the Cleveland, I mean that that um uh, the Colts, they were they were in a zone. Like they were like, no, nah, you're gonna have to you could have to beat us another way. Like you're not, you you're not gonna run all over us. He literally could have ran that ball in every time they got into that ran zone, every time, and he sat in there. That makes me feel like he's actually like listening to the uh, us now, <laughs> shoot the the media, the grand media, because that's all everybody's been talking about. You can't throw in the pocket. You can't sit in the pocket and take a hit. You can't sit in the pocket and make the, make the right throw. He did it every time. He sat right there. Boop. There you go, Aaron Andrews. Uh, I mean, uh, Mark Andrews. Boop. There you go, Hollywood Brown. Like, he's throwing it to everybody out there. And I'm like, bro, this guy is sitting in the pocket. Something that Somebody has told him on numerous occasions that he couldn't do, that he was only good for running. And some crazy person keeps saying that he's better than uh, 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 Michael Vick. But That's me. Damn it, he showed it tonight. He showed it. He sh- I mean, he showed it that night. He went crazy this game, and I was extremely happy for this, man. I, 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 I couldn't believe the Ravens had actually even got down the, as low as they did because um, I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought that it was going to be a lopsided game, um, and the Ravens would have been the team that was doing all the, uh, the scoring in the first half, but it was the Colts. And I can honestly say we cannot. I, I I can honestly say that Carson Wentz didn't look bad. And I've been thinking about this for a while. And I wonder if anybody else that's an Eagles fan or the Eagles organization is looking like, damn, should we have really gotten rid of Carson Wentz? Because he looks good. Like he was tearing. He was tearing that that defense up. And this is this is a legendary team who is known for nothing but defense. Definitely not. I think you're 100 right, and that is a pretty good point. In a loss, Wentz did look good with two sprained ankles. Like he's still dealing with that. They don't go away. Those don't go away. You like you need to rehab those bitches. Like they hurt, and they will continue Absolutely. for a long time. But actually, you know, prop to Carson Wentz. You're right. Um, before we do our game picks for the week. Fantasy update. We need like a little little like jingle for the fantasy update every week. Uh, <laughs> Mike Vick's dogs. My squad is currently four and one to the W on Sunday and Monday. My team put up 115 points, highlighted by Josh Allen's 36 over Kansas City, Derrick Henry's 31 over Jacksonville, Justin Jefferson's 19.4 over Detroit, and Keenan Allen's 13.5 over the Cleveland Browns. I am sky high right now. I'm tied for first in our, our power rings and standings, I could not be happier. And can someone ring the goddamn bell for Chris Matthews? First <laughs> fantasy win all year. Congratulations. Man, it felt amazing. And I'm and, and like I said, I had Justin Herbert on my team the whole time. And I for a minute I was considering sitting him out. Like, hey, he's not he's not producing the way he needs to produce. But like I said, he's been getting better and better 
42 points right out the gate. Alvin Kamara, 29 points. A, a guy that I've been praying to get better as time goes on, he doesn't. Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Taylor, he gets me, he gets me 31 points. Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown. I feel like this is the pick. This is this this was the pick that changed the game because I've been saying this since season since the first year of the first year of me being on this podcast that Antonio Brown is still going to be I mean is still the number one wide receiver in the NFL and he was never he was he never digressed ever he only just sat out because he was a he was being an idiot game is still there. So- and people are sleeping on him, like, oh, it'll never, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. You can hear the commentary on the games, and they're like, yeah, he's just the third best receiver. Like, no, no, no. That's Antonio Brown. Like, he is gonna go down as a, a as a legend as a wide receiver. Yeah, well, for sure, for sure. Um, but I'm, first of all, I'm just happy for you, Chris. I'm happy. I yeah. really am happy for you. I'm happy. It, it's a course, big day. 173 points. Boy, I was like, what? This is your first day as a man. As a grown man, oh, congratulations. Man. You earned your stones. You earned your stones, yeah, yeah. buddy. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. That's <laughs> all. Uh, but yeah, all right. So we'll do our game picks of the week and we'll close it out here. We're going to do these quick. We're going to do these concise. Thursday night football. Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. Better game than people realize, but it still won't be close. I'm taking Tampa and Tom. I'm going Tampa. I'm going, I'm going Tampa Bay as well. There we go. 9.30, back to London. The Dolphins and the Jaguars, who I think officially are the Jacksonville's like biggest fan base. I think London has a bigger fan base than Jacksonville does for the Jaguars. It's crazy. Shad really? Khan, you know, Shad Khan, I think, is from the area and he's tried to relocate them like 12 times to London. Yeah. He loves the idea of having them over there. Um, but yeah, Dolphins and Jaguars. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think the Jaguars get their first win in London. I'm going with Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. I'm going with Jacksonville too, man. I think this is going to be a great, a, a, a great time. Like I said, I'm gonna keep on saying this again. It's a thick. It's 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 just different when you get out there. Time changes, movements, uh, air, food, everything. It just changes. I think this would be a great time for 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 uh for our new quarterback, uh, our new first round pick, to to get him a get him a win underneath his belt and hopefully be able to carry it on to another one so yeah i'm going with i'm going with jacksonville i think they should ban urban meyer from every pub in london <laughs> just to avoid any any kind of nonsense he's flying charter back right after the game no pub for you <laughs> One o'clock football sunday 10 17 we got the chiefs in the washington football team i love how great this washington football team is especially offensively with taylor heineke it won't matter the defense has no high coverage safety i'm going with kansas city we're on Washington football team. I'm actually on the I'm actually on the bandwagon right now. Right. I feel like Kansas City is in is 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 lurking very close to being in trouble right now. And the defense is I mean isn't stopping anybody. Um, they're not they're not performing the, the way the the way that they need to perform. And the Honey Badger is just a Honey Badger when there's nobody else out there. He's just a lone guy. Everybody else still has to put in their put in their uh, their dues, and nobody else is putting in their dues. So, I don't know. Can can that secondary uh, be able to uh, uh, hold down this receiving core, this running back core um, that's able to run and catch? I don't know. 
I think I'm going to go with Washington on this one. All right. Packers going to Chicago, who the Bears are sneaky three and two. Yeah. They're a sneaky three and two. And Green Bay, keep in mind, this came off a crazy one o'clock game with with Cincinnati. They have a crazy, crazy game. I'm going to go with Green Bay as a safe pick, but this will be a very good football game. Yeah, I think it will too. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna depend on can that offensive line keep Kaleo Mack off of Aaron Rodgers' ass? Because that's all that's gonna be worried. That's all they're gonna be worried about. Aaron Rodgers is gonna have to use his feet just a little bit more. I'm going with Chicago. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, one o'clock football. Rams at Giants. This shouldn't even be a conversation. Daniel Jones is out. Saquon's out. You got Mike, is, is it Mike Lennon starting for them now? Is that what yeah. I think it is? I think it's Mike Lennon. I'm gonna yeah. go with. The, I'm going with the Rams. It just shouldn't be a conversation. I just want to say that I feel like that running back Booker for the for the Giants that uh, that stepped in for Saquon. He actually did a really good job. Like it won't matter you know, though. Nobody really. T- I know it don't matter, and it don't matter with these picks. But I'm just saying, like he he looks pretty good. So I'm looking at him for fantasy. Shh, don't tell okay. nobody else in my league though. But yeah, I'm going. I'm not. Uh, I'm definitely. Um, I'm definitely interested to see what's going to happen this week. So you're taking Rams or Giants? I'm taking Rams. All right, cool. One o'clock football. Texans at Colts. God, this is not a fun game for anyone. I'm going to go with Indianapolis Colts. They actually had a pretty good effort against the Ravens here. I know the Texans are riding high with David Mills. Great mm-hmm. game against New England. I'm still not sold. and I haven't seen it replicated yet. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Indy here. Uh, Indy had a couple of injuries on defense, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be a tough one, so I don't know. Um, is Carson Wentz going to be able to bring out, I mean, replicate the, 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 the same gameplay that he had uh, this past week? With the offense and score some touchdowns, I don't know. I, I might go with Texas on this one. Uh, I think I am going to go with Texas on this one. They might pull this one out. Okay, we got the Bengals at the Lions. Lions still are without a win, 0-5. I'm going with Cincy here. Joe Burrow got, like, I'm hoping he's okay. I hope he can still call the cadences out. He's on a voice breaker. Now. He's not allowed to talk at practice anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with Cincy on the road to beat Detroit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm going to go with Cincy as well. Hopefully... Uh, <clears throat> everything's good with Joey B and uh, and all that. I, I just don't feel like the voice is going to have, it's going to have anything to do with his arm and throwing it to Jamar chase for touchdown. So we're going with Cincy. Fair enough. We got the Chargers at the Ravens. Great offensive game. Ooh. Cannot wait to see this game. This is going to um, be nasty. And it's going to come down to defense. Like what defense can support enough um, mm-hmm. to win this football game. And I have a really, really bad feeling Derwin James is going to hurt Lamar Jackson during this football game. I have a very bad feeling about it. That who is going to what? That Derwin James is going to hurt Lamar Jackson during this football game. <laughs> I, very, I think Derwin James is going to be assigned to this. We just follow Lamar Jackson around the field. I really yeah. do think so. Hey, he better. <laughs> so I want to ride the hot hand here, but they're both hot. So I don't know who to choose. I'm going to go... I'll go with the home team. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to regret that. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. Well, don't regret it, baby. Just be on our side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> be with the Baltimore Ravens, man. I, you know, I'm from L.A., you know, ride or die. But, you know, that's my, you know, this, this is a team that I played with and had and built some chemistry with, man. I know that the defense, Marlon, uh, Marlon Humphreys is going to have, is going to have those, is going to have those guys lifted up in spirit. So I'm going with the Ravens. Okay, 
Sunday football, one o'clock, the last one o'clock game on the docket. Vikings at Panthers. Christian McCaffrey expected to be uh, in the starting roster for this game. He was doubtful last week. That usually means he's going to be questionable, if not probable, for this week. First game back, I understand he'll probably be under a carries limit. I don't really care. I'm still going with Carolina. You're going with Carolina? I'm going with Carolina. The defense is unbelievable. 184 yards a game allowed for passing yards. Kirk Cousins is going to have a nightmare of a game. You get on my nerves, bro. <laughs> you get on my nerves. I'm going with the Vikings, man. You anything? If, if last week didn't show you anything of willing a team to a victory, that did. And doggone it, he's going to do it again. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see for that one. Another high-scoring game, 405. Cardinals and the Browns. Browns are probably really pissed off right now. Losing a game while scoring 42 points is got to be so brutal for your for your development here. And you know what? I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. The Cardinals are finally going to crack, and this might be the start of their downfall, which I still think is coming. I'm not conceding my position. The fraud alert is still on for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. Mm, the Cleveland Browns, huh? That's a that that's 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 a hard game, Joe. I don't know, um, because I feel like the Cleveland Browns their 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 defense, their defense is nice. But is it is it gonna be is it gonna be able to hold up? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it gonna is it gonna make? Whew. I'll go with you. I'm going with Cleveland on this one. Oh, you're just a follower now. No, I'm, I think I think it's I think it's gonna I think I think that defense is actually pretty nice, man. Like it's really nice, even though in the grand scheme of things, I don't think they're gonna be a hang with some of the other top tier teams in this league. But I think they'll get away with this one. Right, I think they'll to, I think they'll be able to, to catch the Cardinals. All right, four twenty five. <clears throat> the Cowboys at the Patriots. They've won, the Patriots have won six straight games against the Dallas Cowboys. That's a fun fact for you. And I don't know what to do. I really just don't know what to do. They barely beat the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. And they're the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys have that running game. We have no defensive line outside Matt Judon. I don't know what to do. <laughs> my, my head is telling me the Dallas Cowboys. My heart's telling me the New England Patriots. And I have to ride or die on my team. I'm giving you a freebie. I'm taking the New England Patriots. Man, you're a Tom Brady fan, so this shouldn't even you shouldn't even be crying about the Patriots now. What are you talking about, dude? I'm just saying you're a Tom Brady fan. You're no, not. I'm a, a Patriots, Patriots fan, fan first. Remember, remember you first. said that on TV. You said that on camera. Hey, I am a Tom Brady fan. Wherever he goes, I go. Bullshit! I've never said that. <laughs> You're just making shit up now. You got it under my skin. I'm not going to let it happen. Woosa, woosa, not happening. Let's go, man. I'm going Take with the pick. Cowboys. This is going to be my first time ever, like, supporting the Cowboys. Cowboys is going to – I feel like the Cow, with the Cowboys' offense right now, their defense just has to be average. Like, they don't even have to be good. They could just be average, and their offense is going to take care of everything for you. Uh, they're young enough. You know what I'm saying? They have enough veterans on the front line. Um that don't have to move around as much. They can just sit back, block, 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 instead of having older players on the outside where people have to run, get hit, catch the ball, do all these crazy things. They don't have that. Everybody's young on the outside. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like they have a really, they have a really good chance with this. I'm going with Dallas. Fair enough. 
Raiders at Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater's not right in the head yet. I think you saw him in Pittsburgh. Like he got hit again. He's not like he sh- probably shouldn't be playing for the next couple of weeks. Just, just, just for like safety, like mental awareness. Like he should not be playing right now. Uh, and the Raiders are not as hot as they once were. I think they leg up on him anyway. Denver's kind of reeling right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Yeah, you're asleep. I'm going with Denver Broncos. What's going on right now? There, it's it's a total it's a total whirlwind is going on in Las Vegas right now with all the information that's coming out. Probably some information that we're not going to be privy to uh, until later on uh, when when people are, when the right people get their hands on it. So I think that they're all over the place. Again, this is Vegas, so a lot of people are going to be thinking about a whole bunch of other stuff besides the football game and their football team and who's coaching them. So, um, why am I drawing the blank right here? I'm going with... um, Kev, help me out. Who are we talking about here? The Broncos, the Broncos, the Broncos. Broncos, there we go. Let's go with the Broncos. Okay. Sunday Night Football. 8.20 8.20 p.m. The Seahawks at the Steelers would be a great game if Russell Wilson was here. He is not. I'm going with Pittsburgh just based off the fact that I don't think Geno Smith can win a game in Pittsburgh territory. Mm. Pittsburgh sucks, but I don't trust Geno Smith enough to actually win a game away in a place like Pittsburgh. I'm going to take it a step further than this. I'm not true. I'm not totally confident in the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks to put Geno Smith in the right situation to win the game. And being and seeing how uh, uh, Roethlisberger played this past week, it showed me a good sign. So I think at least he can beat up he, – uh, he can win against a beat-up Seahawks team right now. Um, I'm going with Pittsburgh. Okay, fair enough. And Monday Night Football, the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. Great game. If you gave me this game before the season, I'd be like, oh, it's going to be a tough game. Buffalo just knocked off Kansas City, and Josh Allen looks like the MVP of the league. And Ryan Tannehill's taking a big nosedive down, which I've been telling you for months. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. You didn't say nothing about – you haven't said anything about Kirk Cousins, so I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) I'm going with Buffalo as well, man. But it's going to be a good game, though. I don't care what nobody says. If Tiny Hill's doing bad or whatever, I think they're still going to have a great game. Fair enough. And that wraps up the daily pick, or the weekly picks of the week, I should say, for Stafford and Matthews. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts? Hey, listen, treat everybody with respect, love each other. You know, even, even if you don't like each other, just respect each other and keep it pushing, man. That's called foreshadowing or post-shadowing or whatever the hell you're supposed to say about John Gruden. Um, final thought for me, I want everyone to have a nice, relaxing week. Make some parlays. Send them my way. I want to make some money. <laughs> I want to make some money. And speaking of money, our website's almost finished, guys. I, prom- I know we've been announcing it for like 30,000 weeks now. It's close. Connecting the IP really soon. Merch shop should be up and running very, very soon. A lot of great designs. I showed Chris and Kev a couple of more. We're going to be pumping out once we actually drop a great I'll, I'll live with the King line right now. That's what I'll call it as an experimental title. We showed them the sweatshirts and everything like that. They love them. That will be coming out as soon as the site drops. So keep your eye on that. Mm-hmm. Kev, any final thoughts? This is your first show in like two weeks. I know it's been a while. Um, I'm glad I could be here for this one. And I hope I'm here next week. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Hey, there we go. It sounds like you're not wanting to get cut. That's what it sounds like. 
That's so funny. All right. That wraps up Stafford and Matthews season two, episode five. We'll talk to you guys next time. Keep up to date with us on our lives at Stafford and Matthews on Instagram and TikTok. Kev runs all those accounts. Get some clips from the show every week. You get some stories from me occasionally, Chris occasionally. We want to get that wrapped up as well. Whenever we're on our mind, we start talking to you guys on that, on that, uh, on that story. So, all right, guys, have a great week. We'll talk to you guys next time. Uh.